Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League show. It's a show that has some sympathy for Paul Pogba because clearly what he reportedly took wasn't performance enhancing. On today's pod, we're going around the grounds as always, but mainly staying in the greatest city in the world, ahead of 192nd Manchester Derby. We'll also, time permitting, be dropping down into the championship, because as usual down there, it's crazier than a box of frogs. To discuss all this and more, I'm delighted to be joined today by two Friday favourites, who I would not be remotely surprised to learn don't own anything in the colour red. It's Howard and Ben. Hi Howard, you there, you well? Yeah, I'm regretting suggesting an early podcast. <laughs> Don't know what I was thinking. Uh, did, did, you sleep, did you sleep well? I did, yes, because I've been drinking wine and beer. Oh, I see. <laughs> right. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, I just it's my habit to say, let's do an early podcast and then realise I'm going out last night. So, But yeah, it, it's good to get up and do podcasts and stuff. And it's a Friday. So yeah, yeah. I'm doing well. Was it red and wine? I don't think I own anything red. I'm looking round now. <laughs> I don't see anything red at all. Yeah, but was it red wine you had last night? It was, yeah. It's oh, not really yeah. red, is it? Mm. It's it's purple, really. Isn't it? so. Yeah. As it, as are red onions, they're purple onions. Why why aren't they called purple onions? Always bothered me that. Yeah. Mm. And, and purple cabbage too. It's not red cabbage. Anyway, I'm gonna let it go. Uh, Benny, <laughs> you there, mate? Yes, I'm here, Steve. Uh, and yeah, I can attest to that my wardrobe is mainly full of blues, blacks and greys. Uh, yeah. And yeah, my my um, you know deterrent to, to not have anything red also extends to my kids, which my wife certainly didn't get when they were young in terms of picking something. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And like, no, it's red. Go back. We're not having a red posture, not having a red anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, 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 she kind of knows now not to pick up anything red. But yes. Complete petty, don't wear anything red, never had a red car, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm saying. Even got blue ketchup in the, the flat. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to, yeah, that's pretty much, red sauce is pretty much as far as I go. I, I don't own anything in red, I don't think. Yeah, we're petty, petty people. <laughs> we're football <laughs> fans. <laughs> um, right, let's get straight to it then. Manchester Derby preview. And let's start with United. Um, I'll come to you first, Howard. Shaw's out, Molassi is out, so they don't have a left back. Uh, they'll be playing Lindelof there. Uh, Martinez is out, Maguire's out, Wampasaka's out. We are talking about a makeshift defence here. Um, Dello, Evans, Varane, Lindelof. You've got to be confident of Erling and Kev just, just steamrolling through those, right? No, no. Oh, come on. It's Derby Day. <laughs> oh, right, Ben, I'm coming to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Sure, he's really good. You know, when he's fit yeah. and he's so important to them, they are just instantly better when he's on the pitch. And, you know, I hope he's fit for the summer for England, to be honest, because I'd put him above Chilwell. And best, yeah, I would say Martinez and Hoyland are two of the. You know, four of the most important players. They're mi- of the five most important players, they're probably missing three. Yeah, aren't they? Fair. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, if you step back and obviously take out my Derby Day hatred, nerves, pessimism, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm only, on. I'm more, I'm more worried now that they'll have to play dead. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, worries yeah. me more than anything. And of course, pace on the counter attack. That's what. Yeah, we'll come to that. Uh, but. With those, with that defence, I mean, I, I'm not sure it, 
actually matters that much because they don't have like outstanding defenders that they'll just bring someone else in and still be about the same. But the levels of performances they've been putting in as well, yeah. I mean, I always, I always say it, get at them, and it's not the city style, is it? You know, for Pep to like tear into a team, but mm. we're, we're going to dominate the ball. They're going to be sitting deep, and they're, they sh- they'll be scared. I think, you know, for, they will be concerned. Their fans are showing it definitely that we should be able to rip into them absolutely. Yeah. Um, last October, um, Lindelof played on the left again, which he's done maybe four times this season. And Foden had him on toast that day, obviously scoring a hat-trick. So, Ben, with that in mind... Uh, sorry, last game at the Etihad. Um, bear that in mind, Ben. Should Foden start again on the right? I'm very likely he will do, but obviously there's so many of us who want to see him play central. This is a rare instance where I want to see Foden on the right just going after Lindelof because, you know, it's not a specialist position. Yeah, um, I think it'll be interesting to see whether it is uh, Lindelof or Delot on the left. They sort of, I've seen Delot out there as well and he's 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 done all right, to be honest, Delot, whenever I've seen him play. He's almost surprised me that he's actually, actually he's not as bad. One as, of their best players this season, I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I presume it will be Lindelof over there. Um, with regards to like Foden and, and how he'll play against them, of course, we've seen Foden most of this season, even when he's been on the right, um, you know, sort of playing almost like an, an inside right, really. So mm. I, I don't expect us to see, um, you know, Foden like flying out the out past um, past him on the outside or anything like that. I, I expect him. We'll see him having a little bit more room out there to to come inside and I guess go on to. Um, their sort of left-handed centre-back. I, I, I see that sort of happening, but I mean, the the, the prospect of, of facing you know that back four it's in its entirety, it just it just screams to me that you know there's going to be lots of chances. You know, obviously you talked about um, yourself and how in the review about how many shots and, and things like that we had about Luton against mm. Luton. Um, so yeah, totally hoping that the same. I actually, I think we we've, we've mentioned it on on the WhatsApp group, but I, I was hoping for Maguire to play just because I thought Haaland <laughs> obviously did so well um, up against Mengi and really like you know thrived in that physical battle, and I was hoping for the similar sort of thing. Um, but you know, with 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 Harland and with Kev, you know, firing, you know, there's. I'm hoping there's going to be lots of chances and lots of you know aggressive play for us because, as you say, sort of feel if if we really did absolutely go at this defence, surely we're going to have a lot of joy. Mm. And bizarrely, Maguire's probably one of their main goal threats, yeah, especially set pieces. So I yeah. guess it's a plus for that reason, anyway. Yeah, um, that was your first take on it when when the news came through, didn't it? You said about which is a fair point. It is. It's. Um, I'll go along with that. Um, they they are awful at conceding corners, United, but they're decent at getting corners. So, um, as you say, largely because they've got that goal threat of Maguire. Where do talking of which, where do United pose a threat, Howard? I mean, Bruno Fernandez is the obvious shout, but there's a video of him limping away from Old Trafford. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not putting too much emphasis on that. Um, but if it was real, and if he is indeed limping, and, and if he plays, may not expect 100% from him, so that, that's a positive. Um, any threat no, from them? He's playing, I think. Don't yeah. Think he's in okay, so. yeah. I think Ten Hag's confirmed that. So, yeah, you'd say, well, obviously he's creative, very creative, but he's also 
well, apart from all the other things, he's not <laughs> not a system player, is he? So he could help City in that respect, that work rate and his attitude and tracking back and all that sort of things could play into City's hands as well to dominate the ball more. I mean, it's the same as it's been for about at least five years now. They'll look, they'll look to release pacey players on the counter-attack. Yeah, Lasher's been utterly appalling. He's got the same number of goals this season as Haaland did this week or in, in an hour. But you know he turns up in derbies and Ganacho's been good. He'll be he is a threat for me, I think, yeah. Garnacho. Yeah. So they'll be lucky to close him down and and just Pep will be wary of the pace basically, because that is pretty much it. That's the thing. <laughs> that is yeah, it, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we set up Don't hit us with pace, yeah. Yeah, we we set up to go out and but we we are always wary of the counter. And we've seen, you know, games like this in recent seasons against United. They they've got nothing there. We just negate their one outlet and we will just dominate the ball and, you know, with a far superior team. So more times than not we will win and more times than not we will win quite comfortably. Yeah. There's um, no discernible system that they play, but you watch yeah. them in games and they'll be generally pretty bang average but they they still have the moments of you know just breaking and passing it around and getting shots on target you know they can they can do that quite well so that will be the threat basically but if City are well up for it then just don't give them the ball exactly exactly that yeah Yeah. Um, United going to this minus Hoyland who to be fair to him has gone on a a goal scoring streak of late uh, and without Martial who has never gone on a goal scoring streak in his (laughs) life Um, Ben United went into this season as those two as their only strikers which I I can't make any sense of that. I just can't. Um, Both are obviously unavailable here, so this has really come home to roost for them. But still, you knew at the time, didn't you, that it was like, what are they doing? They're putting all their eggs in one basket and this 20-year-old Scandinavian striker, unproven at this point, and they're leaving themselves really short in numbers up front. And this was always going to happen, wasn't it? Well, I think with regards to... To, to Hoyland, I guess, as a, as a signing. I think all of us called that, you know, it's a huge amount of money um, for a young, relatively unproven player. Um, so with that in mind, that that was a risk, you know, as a signing, as a standalone. But I was sort of thinking about this and looking at their team with their, their signings at the start of the season. Um, and if you if you look at it on papers, obviously not all of these are out-and-out strikers, but at the start of the season, they had essentially Rashford, Martial... Obviously, Mount, who came in, Hoyland, who'd been signed, Sancho and Anthony. So if you look at that as across, as I say, mm. you know, a list of attacking players, you know, that's that's quite a lot of options there. Uh, and if you look at it in terms of terms of cost, you know, even ignoring however much it was that, you know, that Martial's original uh, eye-watering fee was, even if you just look at the others, you're talking about, I don't know, probably like 350 million or something just for Mount, Hoyland, Anthony and Sancho. So... Yeah. As I say, with with all that in mind, you know, if you were the board, would you be saying to you know Ten Hag, have another hundred million, have another fifty million, yeah. or something? Um, I'm surprised they didn't go for an experienced backup though, just someone you know, like a twenty five million pound kind of thirty two year old, whatever, whoever it may be, just someone like a specialist in that role. Yeah, but I guess in a way they they've sort of been there with the likes of like you know Falcao yeah. before yeah. and Falcao and then you know to a lesser extent you know Beghorst when he came in, 
um, and that didn't work for them. So I, I think the, the thing in, in general with them and, you know, for me, and again, it's been said before, this is on Ten Hag, is that, you know, they've just not got an identity and they're still looking for that, you know, and I think if they were to have, you know, thrown in, as you say, an experienced striker or something, it would have been like, you know, something standalone, nothing, nothing to do with how they play, just somebody that, you know, fingers crossed might get us a few goals. So I think, as I say, I think the Hoyland transfer as a standalone certainly had its risks and you know maybe we all we all called that but beyond that they, they had a lot of options um and they yeah. just you know they've got they've got injuries i think i think to be fair to them they've got you know a lot i think when i looked at the league the injury sort of league table they're like second or third or something so they have got a lot but you know as we've, we've said many times a lot across the league there's also lots of injuries there too yeah uh, could just put in who's mount <laughs> <laughs> honestly I mean you know no joking I've forgotten who was at United yeah. until Ben just said it then I've forgotten so I know he's been injured but 60 like, million sums, pounds don't forget sums yeah, yeah who yeah what sums up United better in the last 10 years than him basically <laughs> uh, all over so and they would have really screwed Chelsea over as regards to their FFP as well. So United could have like damaged yeah. a rival by not signing a player from them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well done United. Um, lineup prediction for City. I'll start with you, Howard. What oh, are you anticipating? Uh, I any... don't know. <laughs> Obviously, Grealish is out. Is anyone else out? Uh, Gavardio's probably not. I doubt he. He, he looks it. smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, well, yeah. I was just thinking. Uh... There's two areas, right back, left wing, so to speak. Right. That I'm very unsure about. I guess because that pace Walker starts. Against Garnaccio, yeah. Yeah. But then who, or Rashford, yeah, I don't know where. Is Rashford going down the middle? or? But I, don't, I don't know who you leave out then. So Stone, John Stones, obviously. But, we, you know, he oft, if it wasn't for that pace, I think Walker might not have started. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know during the season it's always started, but I feel we might be moving away from that if John Stones stays fit, just like last season. So Stones, Walker, Ake at left, and then it's one other. And I, he loves a kanji, but Diaz surely probably starting a derby. It's got too many options. Yeah, I'd be happy with any of them. So, and then on the left, perhaps left field. Sorry, no pun. Uh, Nunes. People have mentioned it a bit. Yeah, people are uh, mentioning that. Yeah, I'm not convinced Doku will just slot in because he's been a bit hit and miss since his return uh, from injury. So those two, I'm just absolutely not sure. Uh, and where you, what you do with that, and if Foden is wide or not, you know, depends on whether someone like Kovacic might line up or there might not be room for him, basically. So... Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.